Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Our first question for today comes from Patrick McDonald in Michigan. Let's hear what Patrick asks about Easter. Why is Easter in March? Thank you for your question, Patrick. And you know, Easter is not always uh, in the month of March. In fact, let's take a moment to quote an excerpt from a book entitled My Catholic Faith, uh, written by Louis Laravour Morrow. And uh, he writes on behalf of the Catholic Church their explanation about the choosing of the date of Easter. Uh, Here's what's cited in that book on page 81. Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday following the first moon of spring. The feast, therefore, is movable and can fall between March 22nd and April 25th. The Paschal season lasts till Trinity Sunday. Till then, the joyous Alleluia resounds. So here, Patrick, the Catholic Church writes uh, not only about the the movable uh, date of of Easter here in this book, My Catholic Faith, they also write about a season that they have created that begins with Ash Wednesday, which is also a, a a movable season. But what is that season that they call Lent? What's it, what's it all about? They answer that in a book, another of their books entitled The, the Visible Church. On uh, page 184, they write, Lent is a season of penance set apart by the church in memory of the fast of our Lord in the desert. The date of the beginning of Lent varies from year to year according to the date of Easter. In Latin, it is called Quadragesima, 40th, from which are taken the Italian Quaresima and the French Coreme. The English name is from the Anglo-Saxon Lenston, which means spring. So there they speak of the season beginning with Ash Wednesday, which they call Lent. It's a season of penance. And that in that week that actually leads up to Easter Sunday, they have Palm Sunday, the Sunday before uh, Easter. And during that week, they have what they call Holy Thursday. They have also Good Friday. They have Holy Saturday, which are special holidays inside the Catholic Church, all pertaining to Easter. Which brings us right into the the next question, which is a question specifically about that Palm uh, Sunday from Nida, who lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's listen to her question. What does Palm Sunday have to do with Easter? (laughs) Thank you, Nida. Palm Sunday, one week prior to Easter, is uh, what was uh, uh, made by the Catholic Church, and they write about it also in this book entitled The Visible uh, Church. Let's, uh, Let's turn to page 171, where they write, It is likely that the use of palms in our churches began in the early Middle Ages. The palm is a symbol of victory, Among pagan nations, victorious armies decked themselves and their chariots with palm branches. The Jews used palms to express rejoicing, especially on their great feast of tabernacles. Palm Sunday, one week before Easter, is a Sunday which they, they use a lot of palms in their, in their mass, and it, is, it has its roots in uh, an ancient pagan culture wherein their uh, pagan armies would use palms as a symbol of, of victory with their, uh, their armies. 
And maybe they would say, well, we, would, we want to use also uh, that a ancient pagan custom and, and attach it to Christ for uh, a victory, and let's call it a victory of Jesus, and let's also use that pagan uh, cultural uh, tradition. The Bible writes, and let's turn to the Holy Scriptures for the Bible's response to that, uh, that way of thinking. In uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 14, Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn from the truth. When the Jews of the first century incorporated those pagan uh, practices and, and began to use them during the time of our Lord Jesus Christ, that being the use of palms, which is currently being used today on Palm Sunday in the Roman Catholic Church, the Bible's response is simple and direct. We should, we should not implement, we should not use or give heed to such kind of Jewish fables and such, and the commandments of men, and of course, most especially, the commandments and traditions of ancient pagan cultures. Palm Sunday is something that we should not participate in, inside the true church. Another question submitted by Julie from uh, Sydney, Australia. Julie asks this. And my question is, should Christians really be celebrating Easter? And, and I think of all, that's the, that's the most important question. Should we be celebrating it? Even if we will uh, master all of its history, master all of the traditions uh, attached to, uh, to Easter, and understand all of their roots and origins, it funnels to that question uh, th that you asked. Should we participate in it? Should we, uh, should we incorporate that mindset that, well, because it's fun and because children in, in enjoy it by having Easter eggs and chocolate Easter bunnies and, and we have Palm Sunday and we have uh, Easter celebrations, should true Christians of today participate? It's important to understand the uh, origins of, of, of the whole Easter uh, traditions. The Catholic Church wrote in their encyclopedic dictionary on page 161 a, a very important uh, piece of information that we have to consider when answering that question, should we participate in it? They wrote, Easter, the etymology is uncertain, but Saint Bede de derives it from Estre, a forgotten dawn goddess the English name for the Sunday of the resurrection of our Lord. Meat, eggs, and other foods formerly forbidden in Lent are blessed, and there are still numerous local customs, some of pagan origin. In this Catholic encyclopedic dictionary, they, they write about Easter, and making mention that it, it is derived from Estre, a forgotten dawn goddess. Should we, whether it's from Istre or it's from Ishtar, from Babylonian and ancient Egyptian times, and if it has such kind of origin, how can we in the true Church of Christ participate in what comes from service to an ancient pagan goddess? What does the instruction of God through the apostles have to say? If there's a tradition, or if there is something that is 
absent from the Bible, which Easter is absent from the Bible, if there is a holiday being practiced today called Easter with a season of Lent leading up to it, having various practices of pagan origin, what are the instructions of the Lord for all who want to serve the Lord properly today? Apostle Paul wrote the following, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, in, uh, beginning in uh, verse 20, it says, No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. That's a very powerful response of the Lord here, dear friends, through the apostle. I do not want you to be participants with demons. And if, they, if, it, if in the eyes of the Lord participating in traditions and practices that have their origin and roots in service to ancient pagan goddesses, if he considers that a demonic practice, then as members of the Church of Christ, we'll follow that instruction of God through the Apostle Paul when he said, I do not want you to be participants in that. Here inside the Church of Christ, then, we will not participate in the practices uh, that are uh, correlated with uh, the Easter traditions of today, not found in the instructions of our Lord in the Holy Bible. In fact, there's another instance where an Apostle Paul was addressing such things in his letter this time to the Ephesians. What did he write to them about these uh, pagan traditions and uh, pagan cultures? Should we allow them to be incorporated into Christian practices in service to the one true God? Here's what, what he wrote in his uh, letter to the Ephesians. I quote 4.17. Therefore, I say this, indeed, in union with the Lord, I insist on it. Do not live any longer as the pagans live, with their sterile ways of thinking. Dear friends, the instruction is clear. Do not live in the ways of paganism. If these practices of Easter being it with the, the rabbit and, and the egg and the Palm Sunday palms and, and various other elements in such holidays as Easter have their roots in paganism, God prohibits his people from participating. The response of some, well, hey, it's, it's no big deal. We're just going along with a tradition for fun. We're not uh, connecting ourselves to its roots in paganism. We just want to do it because it's fun for the children, they would say. Or it, it's just something that's part of our lifestyle uh, of today in service to the Lord. If we will violate these principles of God and then try to call it a, a worship to Him, will He find it acceptable? God's answer was... Uh, written in Apostle Paul's uh, letter uh, to the Colossians. Here in uh, chapter 2, uh, verse, in verse uh, 22 uh, as well as 23, he writes, These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations, indeed, have an appearance of wisdom. Their self-imposed worship, their false humility, 
and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in the restraining sensual indulgence. If then we would put into practice that uh, Lenten season, whether it's to be fasting and uh, self-abasement, allegedly in service to the Lord in an attempt to prepare for Easter, the Lord calls such regulations that are uh, imposed by human traditions and such things as that, he said, they will have no value. They, they teach that it will restrain a person from sin. It will give glory to God. It will cleanse them from their human iniquities. The Bible is clear. It has no value in such ways. Well, dear friends, members of the Church of Christ, therefore, do not participate in the practices of the Easter and Lenten season. Instead, we give thanks to the Father for sending His Son to redeem us through His shed blood on the cross. And we will worship Him with all our heart and soul in compliance with the laws and ways of worship given in the Holy Bible. That's all we have time for today. Dear friends, what you have heard is just an introduction to the teachings of the Bible taught in the Church of Christ. We invite you to learn more and join with us. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.